0: sends floods and fires and plagues oh my he raises up kings and kingdoms he provides rams for sacrifices and oil for cooking he defeats armies he feeds thousands he ends up sending angels as messengers and the stars that he created well they serve as as gps for lost travelers yet apparently at least according to the story that we often hear He wasn't able to call ahead and reserve a room for Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. You know, all the things that you read about God doing and then all of a sudden we get to this story, the story that is so well known and we're like, God, what were you thinking? Couldn't you find him a place to be be able to to go, to be able to to rest, to be able to to welcome Jesus? See, Luke's narrative of the nativity tells us that there was no room for them. That's in Luke chapter 2. No room for them, and the beautiful King James Version finishes that phrase with this wording No room for them in the inn. And over time that phrase has conjured up images throughout the the years of a haggard husband and his great with wife child visiting a motel six somewhere in Bethlehem, knocking on the door, saying, Please, have you left a light on for me? Where can we go? Where can we stay? But alas there was no room for them in the inn or was there? See, in actuality, the text reads very similar to what we talked about just a few minutes ago in the 22nd chapter of of Luke's narrative. You see, it says that there was no guest space for them. There was no guest room. That, That guest room that Jesus had sent his friends to saying, hey, we're going to have that Passover together, it was not uncommon there for in homes in the ancient Middle East for there to be an extra room that was built onto the side or up on the top of the dwelling. The main room would be used by the family for eating and for sleeping, etc., all the things that go on in a regular home. And then the extra room would be kept available for, for travelers and for guests or for, for sharing the Passover with, with strangers. The main room would have also had... A feeding area, there would have been some troughs dug there into the floor from which the family's livestock, if present, would be able to feed. The floor was often sloped so that everything kind of ran down there to that trough area. And then it was not uncommon for an area just separated off from that main living space. It was not uncommon for that area to be used then as a stable. It was a stable there, a part of the house where the livestock at night could come in and there could be warmth and there could also be safety. Theft would be prevented. Now if that's the case, then the picture of our nativity is sometimes forced then to change. Now instead of Mary and Joseph hurriedly going from place to place looking for a room, we actually see them being invited in by a family to share their space. Was it cramped? Probably. But were they rejected? I don't think so. See, I believe somewhere in Bethlehem, a family went overboard with hospitality. Even though their guest room was already taken, even though that extra space had already been filled up by some other traveler, maybe a family member who had come into town for that particular census, where they opened their home up to this young couple. And we're told in verse 6 of Luke chapter 2 that while they were there, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And that she gave birth, Mary did, to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and then laid him in a manger, in a trough, perhaps right there in the home. You know, this is often how God enters our lives. A shepherd boy was busy fending or tending sheep when he was summoned inside by a priest by the name of Samuel and oil was poured on his head and it was pronounced that he was going to be Israel's next king. It was a pagan farmer who was minding his herds when when God called him to leave everything that he had and take his wife and go to this land that would be called Canaan. A fallen prince was on the backside of the desert. He too was taking care of a herd when all of a sudden this flaming bush appeared and he was told to go to Egypt. He'd be a high-ranking member of the Sanhedrin on his way to Damascus to try to put down this new religious cult when Jesus would meet him with a blinding light. Few people in Bethlehem that night were probably anticipating the Son of God showing up on their doorstep. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't how things were supposed to work. Even though many of them knew the Hebrew prophecy, they had learned from childhood the words, but you, O Bethlehem, you're only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are from the distant past will come from you on my behalf. Someday, one day, but certainly not today, right? This was just another couple trying to find a space in crowded Bethlehem. I think that today, just like then, God often knocks on our door at inconvenient times when things are already very full in our lives. We hear that a family is in need of financial help right at the time when our own daughter's car is in need of new brakes. You hurry to get to your next appointment and then a co-worker asks if you have time to talk. Your kids are almost out of the house and you're like, praise the Lord for that. And then you get an opportunity to foster or even to adopt. You have given time and and money to an almost completed college degree in engineering but now an opportunity for church ministry is pulling at your heart. There's a distraught young girl fresh off a breakup with no place to stay and she arrives at your door. An excited new Christian needs mentoring. A lonely widower needs a meal. A confused teenager needs direction. What is our response when God comes and knocks on the door and asks if we have room? You know, I think some of the saddest words on earth are, we just don't have room for you. You don't have room. There's no room at the table. There's no room on the team. No room in the, on the schedule. There's no room in our heart. But you know, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that someone, some common family, made room in their overcrowded house and in their overcrowded life for the king of kings. And friends, today, you and I have the same opportunity. Jesus goes from heart to heart, from house to house, and asking if he might enter you know every once in a while somebody says yes someone throws open the door of his or her heart and invites Jesus in to stay and to that person Jesus gives this great promise he says in my father's house are many rooms there's a lot of guest space with my father it's a great promise we make room for him in our hearts and he makes room for us in his house But you know, with all the festivities and all the busyness, our Savior is often just an afterthought. And it's why each Christmas season. We like to invite our children to come and and to be a part of the telling of the nativity story. And God does that all during this time. Various tellings of the story of Jesus get our attention. It could be music in a department store. It could be carolers on your doorstep, but there's a knock that comes at your heart. Maybe it's through an angel tree or Salvation Army kettles or a secret Santa, but we all have have another opportunity that God says, look, I'm going to knock and I'm going to see who's going to answer. It's the most wonderful time of the year, not because that Amazon sends things the next day or because of Santa or holiday parties or the 24-hour showings of Christmas vacation, even though that's awesome. It's the most wonderful time of the year because person after person, is invited at different times, and in different ways, and in different spaces, through different retellings of the story, to welcome Jesus. This morning, once again, heaven knocks at your door, because God wants you to be a witness of his eternal hope. Now, we're not sure exactly how it all happened. Oh, Luke gives us a picture, but there are some pieces that are missing But perhaps it went something like this. Once a long, long time ago, there was an innkeeper, his wife, his three children, and a whole bunch of animals.
1: I know it's busy season, but this is crazy. I know, dear. We don't have one single room available. We're all booked. Looks solid. There are people everywhere. Beulah, Beatrice, Bernice. It's time to go do your chores. Stay, boy. Get the cleaning supplies out for the kids. But, but Dad, you heard your father get to work. We need to get one of those big. Bl- we need to get one of those big blinking signs that says no vacancy. Ha ha ha. Oh dear. I really want. Every week we have to clean the stable, it's so boring. I know, I really wanted to watch Blippi. Guys, our dad works really hard for us. The least we can do is help him out. The animals are relying on us. Fine. I'm in zone two. Half, I'm in half zone two, half zone three. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're full. (laughs) It's his fault. How hey are you? That's not the weirdest part, but. She can move her. She can move this. She can move this. What? What? Guys, guys, I've got big news. Shh. Been practicing that. <laughs> Got it, those three never clean up in the rafters. What a mess. Seriously, guys, this is huge. Guess what? I filled three buckets of milk today. Impressive. I wonder why the end's so full. I've never seen so many people. Hello, over here. I think I heard something about a census. Move over. I know what that is. It's counting people. Hey. Hayes from horses, but what is it? I know why all these people are here, and I've been trying to tell you. My cousin's uncle's son-in-law told me that his sister's cousin's once removed is carrying on his back a lady, and that lady's going to give birth to the Son of God, and they're heading this way. Really? Really. Guys, the kids are coming back places everywhere. Hey mom, hey dad, look at the stable. Bright and shiny, even the rafters. Okay,
2: fantastic,
1: let's head back in Yes. There's much more work to be done inside. (laughs) We're filled to the brim. I mean, seriously, the only room left is the stable. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha ha!
0: So the dove was right about the census, okay? The Roman emperor didn't care how poor the people were. He was determined to get all the taxes that he could, and so he sent soldiers to make a very special announcement.
1: Hear ye, hear ye, listen to me. He saw God and made a decree. all of his people, that's everyone here in all of his empire following you, must going to be registered or they were born, so all of you get packed and set up a donkey.
0: So the dove was right, but the donkey was right too. Miles away, there was another donkey carrying a woman named Mary. She and her husband Joseph had set out from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And Mary was expecting a very special baby that, as we mentioned earlier, the angel had told her would be the Son of God. He would be named Jesus because, well, he would save his people from their sins. Now, guys, this is where the story is about to really get good, and this is where you get to be a part.
2: The first first Noel
1: Do you have any room? My wife is with child and we need a place to stay. I'm sorry, we're booked solid. There is no room at the inn. Wait, mom, dad, she's pregnant. We can't send them away. (laughs) (laughs) What about the stable? We just cleaned it. Yeah, dad, it's better than nothing. Wait, don't leave. You You can have our stable. It's not much, but for tonight, it is yours. Thank you. Look at the star! It's the biggest and brightest star I've ever seen. And it looks like it's heading right to our stable. I think something big is about to happen. Let's go watch.
2: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining.
0: children are right, too. There was something big that was happening right there in Bethlehem. And there was a star that was leading the way to the stable where the couple was. The kids, they had the best seat in the house to see everything that would be taking place. It would be the most special night of their entire lives. But they even saw angels.
2: Angels we have heard on high, sweet
1: born. He is the Messiah of the Lord. You will find him wrapped in a cloth, lying in a manger.
2: Hark the herald angels sing,
0: I was born in the stable that night, but it wasn't just any baby boy. The angels told a group of shepherds that the Christ had arrived, and they could not wait to see the miracle themselves. ye <laughs>
2: faithful,
1: Shepherds brought tidings of the same. Let us go to Bethlehem now and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made unto us.
0: But not only were there shepherds, the children saw wise men from a distant land making their way to the stable. They were pointing to the star and using the star's light to find Jesus.
2: We three kings of Orient are
1: Plain gold, I bring to crown him again, King forever, kissing never, all's authoring. Frankincense to offer, have I incense, Sons of duty, nigh, prayer and praising, Goleman raising, worship him God most high. Myrrh is mine, it's bitter perfume, Breasts of life of gathering gloom, Sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, and dying, Sealed in a stone gold tomb. O star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, western leading, still proceeding, guide us to the perfect light.
0: Now, everybody was excited to be in the presence of the newborn king, especially all the animals.
2: Jesus, our brother, strong and good, was humbly born in a stable of wood, and the friends
1: carried his mother up hill and down I carried her safely to Bethlehem town I said the donkey shaggy and brown I said the cow all white and red I gave him my manger for a bed I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I said the cow all white and red. I said the sheep with the curly horns, I gave him my wool for his blanket warmth, he wore my coat on that cold morn, I said the sheep with the curly horns. I set the dove from the rafters high, I couldn't sleep so he would not cry, we couldn't sleep my love and I, I set the dove from the rafters high. I set the camel yellow and black Over the desert upon my back I carry the gifts in the wise man's pack I set the camel yellow and black But every beast by some glad spell in the stable dark we're glad to tell of the gifts they gave me man you well of the gifts they gave me
0: So many witnesses on that silent night. You had the family, you had the angels, the shepherds, you had the stars, you had the wise men, you had all of the animals. Each one had their plans interrupted so that they could be able to witness, so that they could be able to participate in God's promised hope for the world. How and when was it all done exactly? Well, we don't really know. The gospel narrative is short on specifics, so over time, we've just had to imagine and then reimagine how things might have taken place. And with each of those reimaginings, heaven just keeps knocking on our door, and we have to decide. Will we make room for Jesus? Will we make room for the miracle that he has planned for our life? Because let's just be honest, our lives are full, too full, really, too full of self and too full of pride. Our lives are too full of anger and too full of apathy. Our lives are too full of fear and too full of doubt. But this morning, I hope as our children have been here, I hope that you have been encouraged to open your door wide to Jesus this Christmas. Welcoming God into your house. You see, this morning, our children did a great job reminding us that everyone who welcomed Jesus that night witnessed a miracle. We want our kids to grow up to be storytellers of the greatest story ever told because everyone who participates in this story is filled with great joy.
2: Joy to the world, the Lord is. come. Let earth receive.
0: Man, these kiddos did a great job today, and our thanks to not only them for all of their practicing, but also all of you moms and dads, different ones who have brought them to the different practices. Of course, special thanks to our fantastic director, Ms. Whitney Webb. Thank you for not only being here with the kids, but for her love of this event, um, for sure. We know that you guys are going to want to um, get some pictures and everything, and, and, and what we want to be able to do Kiddos, we want you guys just to sit right here just like this for a few more minutes, okay? We've got some housekeeping things to go through. You're going to sit here just like this. And then when we get everything finished, you're still going to sit here. Moms and dads, you guys come up, get pictures of them with them all set up right here. I'm going to move, okay? I'm going to get out of the way. You're going to be able to get them in the picture. And then you can take some individual pictures as as well. Before we, before we go over some last announcements, though, just let me remind you that we're going to be having a family Christmas brunch together. It's going to be in our, our Family Life Center that's in the process of being delivered now. Be sure just to take your time getting the pictures made. You're not going to be rushed. You'll have plenty of time to get those pictures and then get over to the Family Life Center, and you can find the directions out there in the lobby, but you can go out and turn to the left. Uh, as long also as it's not raining, I'm not for sure what the conditions are outside, uh, but uh, we will have a special appearance by um, our um, wonderful donkey that was here earlier. Okay, Jerusalem's going to be here and should be able to come back in here through this side door, and so you and your children can get pictures made there. Uh, If it is raining, uh, I believe that he's going to be outside, maybe underneath that carport area just off to the side of the FLC. So if you'd like to get pictures of that, you are you are welcome to. Remember, there's no small group studies today. Uh, we're just going to spend time enjoying each other's company. We know there's other family events that people have have planned. We also want to let you know that uh, today all the money that is that is given, the generosity of our church family here, and any guests that would like to participate, uh, we, we have um, offering. Um, boxes that are out in our lobby that our church family uh, leaves gifts in every week. And anything this week that is given over our usual weekly budget is going to be used to help send members of our EB family on short-term mission trips in 2023. You see, we're serious about our kids growing up continuing to tell the story of Jesus. So we want them to do it not just here in this room, but we want them to be able to do it here in our neighborhoods and all around the world and so for these short-term mission trips you can place your offering in one of our giving boxes in the lobby or use our giving kiosk that's also out there or you can visit eastbrainerdchurch.org if you would like to give that way but anything over our weekly budget is going to go for that endeavor to help those who are part of our EB family to go on trips here in in 2023. Uh, we have a few more announcements that you're going to see here on our screen but before we have those if you would Would you join me in prayer of celebration just one more time as we give thanks for the story that we've been reminded of today? Let's pray together. Father, we do say thank you for the opportunity just to be reminded of your goodness. It is wonderful to be able to hear your story told, whether it is from the mouths of children or from grandparents and all those in between. It's a story that we pray will continually be on our lips, that we will be known as as Jesus tell us that we will be known as people who are quick to share about Jesus, about his coming, about his living, Father, about his death, and about his resurrection, and then, Father, for his coming again. We are grateful to be able to be here as family and friends today, to be able to share in this. And, Father, I pray that as you have been knocking on our door today, that we've been willing to open that up to you, to consider maybe this to be the time that we allow you space, and not just a little area in our life, but Father, for you just to take over all those spaces that you be able to have control. Father, we're grateful for Jesus, for his coming, and for the salvation that he brought. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of salvation, we say thank you today, and then we all say together, amen.